Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudrata Biola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. Joyfully and with the light tonight, I want you to take your seat and be set for everything God has for you today. Glory to God. Please, I want to encourage your heart, lighten up your face. Glory to God. You're in your Father's presence. You know, I always say that if joy is indeed in your heart, at least to show with a smile on your face. Glory to God. Amen. And you know, the Bible says, as our 12, 3, we draw, we draw waters out of the wells of salvation. Hallelujah. The wells of salvation. Zozo. You know, health, wholeness, life, strength, encouragement, empowerment. Glory to God. Amen. So God doesn't gather us in Zion to waste our time. Amen. He gathers us to equip us, to add to us. Glory to God. You know, He causes us to be increased, to be empowered, equipped, you know, for greater mighty works. Glory to God. How many of us have been enjoying, you know, this finance series all along since May? Amen. Up until now, July. You know, I want to encourage our hearts. I mean, um, I, I'm, I'm sure that will be talked about, you know, during the announcement. But I want to just put a word on it. You know, Sunday service will be another amazing time. You know, the question and answers um, session that will be happening on Sunday. I just want to put my voice again on that. You know, I think it was put up on Sunday for us. As many that we have questions and answers, you know, we can always use the link, you know, to drop our questions ahead of time. Glory to God. Please, I want us to get ready because this is that season. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. You know, the devil will begin to get scared and afraid. Who let these sons and daughters out? Hallelujah. Who let these mighty men of valor out? Amen and amen. You know, because we will be de- determining the course, you know, of things, determining the changes in the kingdom, you know, from this place. God has equipped us, He has empowered us, you know, He has released grace over His words in our life, and we are running in this same might. Go in this might of yours. Hallelujah. Go in this might of yours. Somebody is speaking, you know, um, like Gideon said, I'm from a small tribe. You know, I don't have much to myself. You know, my family is one of the smallest tribes. You know, but the word of the Lord came to him through an angel of the Lord says, Almighty oh, man of vim. Hallelujah. Almighty oh, man of vim. I like to say one of the first statements I want to say tonight is never reduce your circumstance to the ability of God. Always bring your circumstance to match up with the ability of God. Do you understand me tonight? Hallelujah. Don't say because all you are getting today or probably all you have earning is 100,000 or 150,000 or 150,000. I didn't say naira dollar pounds. Amen and amen. Don't say that's how much God can do. Hallelujah. So never reduce your circumstance. Never reduce God to your circumstance. Always let your circumstance match up with God. Hallelujah. Let your circumstance and your reality match up with God. Glory to God. Amen. God is the almighty breasted one. And he's available for you. He's a reliable God. Amen. Ephesians 3.20 says God is able to make all grace abound to us that we always have enough sufficiency. No. God, Ephesians 3.20. And God, what's Ephesians 3.20? Now to him that is able to do exceedingly far abundantly than we can ever think or imagine according to his power to work within us. Glory to God. So God is a reliable God. God is able and he's available. Hallelujah. 
is never far away. It's just a word of encouragement you know, to our heart tonight. So by the grace of God tonight, I would just, you know, by the Holy Spirit, trust God, you know, to put a cap on the things we've been learning, you know, um, over the weeks. Um, I want to say thank you again to Pastor Aya Daniels, the lead pastor, Pastor Flake, you know, uh, committee of pastors and ministers in the Lighthouse for this opportunity, you know, to do this by God's grace. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. It's been a whole lot of learning, uh, but please, more than what we've learned, practices and decisions are critical, you know, for the changes that we really so desire. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So it's not going to be so much of principles tonight. It's going to be much of, you know, enacting the promises of God. Hallelujah. You know, looking into scriptures based on the promises and the prophecies. I always say that there are three P's that was pursued, you know, critical in the kingdom. You know, whilst you come to church, whilst you, you know, seek God's face for yourself, always look out for principles. I mean, you look out for prophecies, yeah? We have the 12 prophetic cycles that God has spoken to us. Hallelujah. You know, um, um, financial stewardship, but in the past, that's a prophetic word. Prophecies, promises, and practices. Hallelujah. Those three things can solidify you as a believer in Christ Jesus. Prophecies, promises. What has God said concerning our health? I mean, our wealth, concerning our finances. And then practices. What are the things we need to do? So we've learned a couple of practices, principles around saving and investment. Right, we need to tie all those things to the promises of God, you know, in achieving the prophetic word that God has spoken to us. Hallelujah. Psalms 23, verse 1 to 6 tonight. I start with that scripture. Hallelujah. Please, I like our heart to be open, you know, for everything God has for us tonight. Psalms 23, 1 to 6. For those that are looking for a quadrant, I'm, I'm sure you're going to get that today. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, but I have a slide that I just want to pull up on the screen for us to work with today. If you can help me with that slide, I appreciate it. Psalms 23. Church, please, let's read this together. One to go. Primarily, I read verse 1, you take verse 2. I read verse 3, you take verse 4. I take 5 and, we take, and you take 6, you know, with me today. I mean today. The Lord is my shepherd. Can we have it in Amplified class? The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I shall not lack. Verse 2, church. Verse 2. three, it refreshes and restores my life, myself. It leads me in the path of righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with him, not for my enemies, but for his name's sake. Verse 4. Verse 5. Five amazing scripture. You prepare a table before me <laughs> in the presence of my enemies. I read it again because I'm going to use this verse. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My brimming cup runs over me. Final verse, church. Verse 6. Help us with that verse 5 is what I want to, you know, just write through, you know, tonight. I'd like to start by saying tonight that the future doesn't belong to those, you know, um, cutting corners and doing it fast. The future belongs to those doing it right. I think that again. The future doesn't belong to those cutting corners 
by doing it fast. But to do it fast, the future belongs to those doing it right. Hallelujah. You know, God is not calling us as believers to um, um, be adulterators in our business dealings. There is trying to ascend the, the, the ladder. We are not people that blow, we are people that grow. Hallelujah. We don't blow, you know, and come onto the scene, but God wants us to grow up into what he has provided for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the future doesn't belong to those doing it fast by cutting corners. The future belongs to those doing it right. Church, are you ready tonight? Hallelujah. Verse 5, it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. We've read these Psalms, you know, over and over again. The Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down green pastures, he lives out still waters. He restores my soul. He leaves me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake, not for your own sake. Hallelujah. You know, there's many things that God will sort out in your life, not just because you are, you are, you are, um, you, 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 you are able for it, or probably you have worked for it, but there are some things that God will bring into your life for his name's sake. And God will not open his eyes to see you die in penury. Hallelujah. God will not open his eyes to see the devil take an advantage of you for his name's sake. Because you bear the name of my father. There are some things that Pastor Benga will cover up for his sons. Why? Because they bear his name. Do you understand me, church, tonight? They might not have worked for it. Hallelujah. They might not have, you know, pushed themselves for it. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Church, are you ready tonight? Because there are graces released over us here tonight. Psalm chapter 44, verse 3. The message version. It said, we, you didn't work for this land. <laughs> Hallelujah. You didn't, you didn't struggle for it. Hallelujah. See, for they got not the land of Canaan in possession by their own sword. Neither did their own hand save them, but your right hand and your hand. Hallelujah. We didn't fight for this land. We didn't work for it. It was a gift. Hallelujah. So there are some certain things that God is bringing us to enjoy because we are connected to him for his righteousness. Whilst people are struggling and working, we will work also because the, the hand of the diligence will be a rule. See, as the man diligence the way we stand before kings and not mere men. We will work, we will commit ourselves to labor, but few labor and mighty harvest. Do you understand me, church, tonight? You we didn't fight for this land. We didn't work for it. It was a gift. You gave it. Smiling as he gave it. Hallelujah. That's how God will be giving and handing over sectors to people. Smiling as he gave because he's brought us to a place of trust now. He can trust us. Now he can entrust things into our hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm trying to make us see the beauty of what God has been doing in our lives all through this series. It didn't, was just God going to waste our time now. It was bringing us to a place of, you know, responsibility as sons. Amen and amen. I quickly like to talk about the prosperity and the poverty cycle. Hallelujah. You know, the pro- poverty cycle and the prosperity cycle. You know, the poverty cycle starts from entitlement. Hallelujah. From entitlement, you know, you are actually it leads from entitlement to survival the prosperity cycle starts from responsibility to significance amen and amen so entitlement consumption and survival that's poverty cycle i'll explain a bit but the prosperity cycle starts from taking responsibility and i'm talking about how that god has been preparing us to become responsible sons responsibility producer mindset and then significance entitlement consumption survival Responsibility, production, and what? Significance. When I said in the last two, last two Wednesdays, you don't borrow to consume, you borrow to produce. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you with me, church, tonight? Amen and amen. So, whilst the prodigal son left his father with much because he went out with an entitlement mentality, 
He told his father, Father, give me of my own belonging. Hallelujah. How will a son be approaching his father to receive the portion of his will when his father is not dead? That's a very terrible son. His father was not dead, but he requested for his portion of the will whilst his father was still alive. Have you thought about it? That the guy went with an entitlement mentality. What we always follow entitlement mentality. Give me, give me, give me. You know, I said last week Wednesday, even though you are still in the cadre of receiving, don't receive with a mindset of entitlement. Receive with a mindset of abundance to be able to make use of the resources you are getting today. Hallelujah. So the prodigal son was having a mindset of entitlement. What is belonging to me of my father? Give it to me. A, a man that will always have a mindset of entitlement will always consume before time what he has gotten. And before you know it, it begins to live with this, lead the way to survival. Hallelujah. And that's what happened to that guy. Whilst the prodigal son left with much, he came back with nothing. But look at Jacob. Jacob left with nothing, but he came back with much. Hallelujah. Are you mature tonight? So D Jacob had a producer mindset. The Bible spoke about him, how that because of him, God blessed Laban. Amen and amen. Jacob had a producer mindset. He took responsibility. Sometimes I think about it. The food that Esau bought with his birthright from Jacob. I feel it was Jacob that actually, Esau got that food and Jacob bought that food off him. Are you mature tonight? That portage and porridge that you know, Esau used to sell, I mean, to get, get got from Jacob to get it and sold with his birthright. Jacob, because Jacob had a production mindset, Esau had a consumption mindset. Every time we go to the bush, let's gather what we can consume today. But Jacob had a producer mindset. Are you with me tonight? I just want to bring this in before I continue. Amen and amen. Jacob had a productivity mindset, a production mindset. How do we gather not just to consume today, but to produce for tomorrow? So Jacob, Esau has a mindset to always go to the bush and consume. Whilst it's good to always have things fresh, fresh vegetables and all that stuff, but he didn't have a storage system. Hallelujah. So when bull came to shore, when life hit on him because he was always a consumer he said to himself of what use is this my birthright that's a man with a consumption mindset hallelujah and he was enslaved by his wrong decision but jacob a strategic guy production mindset. so in my heart i feel that that same food that jacob cooked for his was the food he bought of his brother amen and amen and then when it came to the time when it was critical he uses his, his birthright to exchange for that so I'd like to say this very quickly. Entitlement will always lead to consumption. The prodigal son, he had an entitlement mentality. They don't think about the future. What can we just heat up today, heat up their future today, rather than actually use what they have today to produce security for the future? How we be sure tonight? So entitlement, consumption, and survival. But thank God they came back home. There is always grace with God. Hallelujah. There's always grace with God. There's always a second chance with God. And the guy came back home, and then the hands of the father was there to wrap around him. Guy, I was not dead, but you got the portion of my view. That's wrong to do. Hallelujah. That's wrong to do. So, but somebody that has a production, production mindset takes responsibility. Rather than complaining about things that are not working, take responsibility. At the level you are, rather than keep complaining. Hallelujah. Will you keep complaining forever? Mom and dad didn't give you the best of food that you needed. You take responsibility for where you are now. Hallelujah. So that your children will also not give the complaint that you are giving about your mom and dad. Glory to God. Take responsibility. And with that mindset of responsibility, you produce. And then you begin to rise to significance. Hallelujah. I don't have time tonight to actually, you know, dwell on that. But the scripture I'm reading, the Bible says, verse, I mean, Psalms 20, 23. Psalms 23. Church, are you getting something tonight? 
You served me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revived my drooping head. My cup brims with blessing. Holy Spirit, help me to communicate this, this matters here tonight. Hallelujah. This scripture was alighted in my heart. And then I want us to begin to see God's provision. Until we begin to get ready to hit and dine with the enemies. Hallelujah. I want to bring something out now. Until we begin to get ready to sit and dine with the enemies. <laughs> there is a provision of God. This is a promise of God. Not many are actually experiencing this yet. Hallelujah. When I'm talking about enemies here, it's not talking about your uncles that are pursuing your father in your father's village or something. These are talking about cabals. Are you with me? People that are changing industries that you're not seeing. There are three sets of people you'll find in the world. People that are the masses. Hallelujah. General people in the masses. Adventure, our parents have done so well to help us leave the masses when we are born. Glory to God for you. You were not born in a major, you were born in, you know, in Magodo. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, you're not born in a major, you were born in a good GRA. Just on life, you know, I mean, was, was I think, I don't know, um, I think it's a family life um, last year that a man said, he said, You don't just rent a place, rent an environment. Hallelujah. You know, your, your father, your parents have done so well to just not. Um, exposed you to some life that you don't actually supposed to go through. Hallelujah. You know, you probably you didn't come into the masses. So they are the masses. General people. People just living life generally. You know, the second cater of people that people that are called up to the high table. The doctors, the governors, the president. Hallelujah. There are some people that you are not seeing that determining who becomes the president. Those are the cabals I'm talking about. And that's what the scripture is bringing up, bringing an life in our heart. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. I'd like to say to you, your curriculum of, of, of kingdom realities, or your curriculum of life, or, uh, or Christianity is not complete if the only person you can preach to is the poor man. Ah, are you getting me short tonight? Are you getting me short tonight? If you can, what if you see Bill Gates today, what are you going to say to him? Your year of abundance? Amen. Hallelujah. Are you, are you me short tonight? Amen and amen. What are you going to say to Bill Gates with him today? What are you going to say, I mean, say to um, Mike Adenuga today? Are you going to say, God bless you? Are you going to say, God, we empower, increase you? Hallelujah. Your curriculum is weak if it, has, if it can't speak to the strength. Hallelujah. If the only thing your gospel can preach to is the poor or the weak, then your curriculum of the gospel is not yet complete. Hallelujah. Are you with me tonight? I'm going somewhere. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. I'm here tonight to charge up our heart so that we begin to rise up as kingdom sons and daughters that we are really hard. Amen and amen. The Bible says, let your light so shine before all men. Let your light so shine before all men that they may see your good works. They are not interested in your good prayers. Pray those prayers in the place of prayer. You know, study how much you can. But what the world sees is your good works. Are you with me tonight? Hallelujah. And you know what? God is not left to do good works by yourself. God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always, I always say, God is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you always having all sufficiency will abound unto every good work. And so why God makes his grace abound to us so that you can do good works. Hallelujah. Are you with me tonight? I'll come back to that very shortly. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. So you see the protocols of God in verse 3. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want to make me light and good pass with him. To see what is restores my soul, he leaves me the power of righteousness for his name's sake. Ye do I walk to his valley of shadow, I shall fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. So his rod and his staff are protocols that helps us to stay comforted in the mighty clay. Are you with me tonight? It doesn't leave us alone. It doesn't leave us alone. 
It doesn't leave us alone. But those five, verse 5 is, is, is interesting in my spirit tonight. You set a thing before me in the presence of my enemies. Hallelujah. The Bible speaking, Jesus speaking, I send you as, 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 as sheep among the wolves. Are you mature tonight? <laughs> the light in this room is too much. Let's take the light out there. Let's take the light out there. Let's take the light out there. And now will men see, they will see to glorify God when they see our good works. Are you mature tonight? Hallelujah. So I want to say something very quickly tonight. I don't know if you can help me with that slide. Oh, thank you, Lord. A vital truth. I wrote here, a vital truth that we must live with. I mean, Pastor Ayah has taught us, this is where I just wrote it in my note. A vital truth that we must live with, that P.A.D., Pastor Ayah has taught us over the years, is life is spiritual and must be lived supernaturally using the principles from God's word. Hallelujah. If all the results we aim to get are those that can be naturally reproduced or replicated, then we are just fine with our MBAs and business, you know, um, 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 business school certificates. But in the dimension of God is going to be giving you riches in hidden places. Hallelujah. The second slide, we used this already. Yeah, this is it. Psalm 73, verse 26. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. So how do you get to preach to a billionaire? How do you get to preach to a billionaire? I just put this, this in just you know, six packets. You know, verse 1 talks about the Lord, my shepherd. You know, we need to rest in his leadership. Verse 2, verse 3 talks about the provision of new strength. Verse 4 talks about good in evil. And that's my, that's my sitting on tonight. Honored guest. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. You know, Jesus didn't walk to the wedding of Canaan as just part of the evil. He walked in as an honored guest. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Then, verse 6. Verse 6. Surely. Based on the protocols of verse 1 to verse 5, you can approach life with confidence and assurance. Surely God's goodness are following me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Based on the protocols of the assurance that you get from verse 5. I wanted to say this very quickly, vital words. We must begin to learn how to end opportunity investment and move into legacy-sensitive investment. I'd like to explain that a bit. I'd like to explain that a bit. The best that your savings or your saving culture, I said it last week, that our savings in our banks and all that stuff is great to do mutual funds and investment and all that stuff and savings. It's open to the risks of inflation. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says a good man lives in inheritance not for, for his children, for his children's children. With the rate of risks and investment, I mean risks and inflation that is happening now, the money you have in your bank, how can if <laughs> It was last week a friend was telling me that you know, she was trying to send 200k to a mom in Nigeria, she's in the UK, and said, I mean, she was even to private school using 200 pounds, but uh, she used like 198 pounds to send 200k. So, one millionaire, she's like 1,000 pounds. That's, that's serious. Hallelujah. So, leaving money just in banks and, you know, and all that is open to investment and inflation. I don't, I don't want to spend time on this, but I want to say to our heart that we must start thinking about how to leave legacy-sensitive investment. How do I mean? Rather than me investing one million in just maybe a consumption, a kind of business that is open to inflation, I'd rather invest in getting a portion of that company. That can be passed as an inheritance. Are you in short tonight? That's a legacy sensitive investment. Something you can leave as a legacy for your children. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Children's children are not just even children. Amen and amen. So we must win the bargain. If somebody wants to borrow money from you, Hallelujah. It's an opportunity for you to buy some shares into the, king, into, into the company. For you to have some holdings in that company. Are you mature tonight? Amen and amen. Number two, 
ignore darkness have a greater resolve to shine i mean to say that even in the i said it earlier see I, I, this room is too full of light let your light so shine before all men that they may see your good works and glorify god in fact you know darkness doesn't beg light you know to take over as long as light shines darkness will give way how you mature tonight so in the midst of the darkness that it, it, pro, it provides and gives us and presents us opportunities to actually shine as light behind the kingdom of god and in, 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 in the world for our god hallelujah glory to god number three be done with limits build stronger infrastructure i'm going to put up an example there very quickly you know i mean if you check around you know us uk hope you don't, don't use cylinders for gas they don't use cylinder gas that we use gas gas is run through pipes hallelujah you know gas is run through pipes i wanted to use this as to emphasize isaiah 54 verse 3 build stronger enlarge expand hallelujah the more infrastructures we can build for God. You know, in this day and age, we tell how much we can run for his kingdom. Glory to God. So, with this, think about a man that is living in Bono State or probably living in Oshogo or, you know, Ondo. The person will be thinking that gas, the supply of gas is limited to that cylinder he has. 12.5 liters cylinder. Hallelujah. Amen. Because that's what we are used to in this part of the world. So, I said this to say that don't reduce God to your own limitations. Build stronger. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Build stronger, build bigger, build bigger bands, you know, enlarge your territory, get into more partnerships, hallelujah, get into more business partnerships, get into the creative industry, glory to God, get into businesses as, as the Holy Spirit leads us, let's be bold and go out there, hallelujah, the world is bringing things to our face, let's take the light of the gospel and shine out there, because they will never bow until they see our good works, hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God, amen and amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So how do you really preach to a billionaire? It's not God bless you. He has all the money already. Amen and amen. So if your gospel is weak, and you can actually minister to the strength. So what I mean is, I mean, the Bible says the gospel is preached to the poor and all that. So what about to the rich? Aren't they going to get saved? Aren't they going to get saved? So what are you going to do? You must manifest so strongly so that you are able to even gain proximity. That's the first step. Manifest so strongly that you're able to gain proximity. Are you mature tonight? There's something that will bring me to my Kadenuga. It's not my praying in tongues. Hallelujah. It's my works. It's my works. Are you mature tonight? Are you mature tonight? So I would say supply enough results to at least achieve proximity. And number two, you must manifest enough to be able to unlock their humility and curiosity to know your source. Are you mature tonight? Number one, manifest enough to achieve proximity. Because it's critical. We don't talk about it around here in this goddess. We just gather, you know, uh, you know, we shine our light in, in little space. But who is going to reach out to the billionaires? Who is going to reach out to men that actually has, has wealth and, and, and substance in their hands and resources in their hands? Hallelujah. Because riches puffs up. They are no one going to hear about your gospel. So what are we going to do as believers? Number one, manifest enough to at least be able to gain proximity. And then you must rise enough in competence to be able to unlock their, their, their curiosity to be able to know what is your source. Are you mature tonight? It's critical. Build that hospital. Build that business so that you can be able to compete favorably. There is something called the, the law of universal appeal. If your shoe in Nigeria, sorry sir, can compete with a shoe in Spain, then you are not thinking globally, you are thinking locally. 
Are you me church tonight? There is a law called Law of Universal Appeal. Pay all time in Nigeria today must be pay all time in Sweden tomorrow. Are you me church tonight? Amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Red in Nigeria today, is it blue in Sweden tomorrow? So we must always approach everything God has called us to do with a, with a sense of universal appeal. How do I appeal to the UK? How does my product appeal to, to the guys in Sweden? How does my product appeal you know, to, to the Germans? Whilst I understand that there is a, a, a sense of local understanding when you're defining your product, how will those in my local sphere be able to embrace and be able to use this? How is it usable by them? But you start locally but think globally. Are you in Mitchell tonight? Hallelujah. Because the global market is open. And God wants us to rise to be able to think and permeate through the systems, cultures and generations. Through the works of our hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Oh, glory to God. So I said, supply enough results to achieve proximity. Manifest enough to unlock their humility and curiosity to pursue your source. And you must be seen. You must be seen. You must be seen. Hallelujah. You must be seen. Amen. A couple of us in this quarters, we are just fine staying just in the inner chamber. You know, get on Instagram. Hallelujah. If they don't see your good works, they can't glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen and amen. Get on the platforms that we, we can have around there, you know, for you to be seen. You must be seen. Manifest enough and let your light so shine. That even a dummy, you know, seeing is actually a gift back to all. Looking takes intentionality. Hallelujah. Looking takes intentionality. So I'm saying to say that your good works must even be clear to the blind. It must be clear to the dummy. Hallelujah. He didn't say let your life shine be, that, that they may look or intentionally see your good works. Looking takes some intention. You know, so um, your product must not just be seen by the movers of the, of, 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 of the market or whatever. It must be seen by the layman around there. Your products must be visible to all. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So I'd like to say this lastly to just cooperate that thought. The evangelism of the future. This message tonight is just to spur, spur us up, you know, to take our place as sons and daughters that God has called us to be. The evangelism of the future and the now times that we have is not just going to be Bagbolongo Jesu, Bagbolongo, The evangelism of the future and the now that we are experiencing now is culture shaping. Culture shaping. That's why you see people around there, they are actually shaping cultures through the things we do. There are five things that your business must fit into if you're going to be a culture shaper. And I'm going to just tie this in tonight. Five things. Look at Facebook, look at Amazon, look at Airbnb. There are five things that this business is driving to. Number one, your, your business must be able to actually determine how we live, how we love, how we learn. Can I go ahead, church? How we live, like I said, the evangelism of the future will be by culture shaping. And your business will be able to tie into this fight. How we live, how we love, how we learn, how we walk. Hallelujah. Are you thinking about, um, thinking about Microsoft Teams? Thinking about, you know, collaboration? I mean, collaborative, um, what's it called now, um, video conferencing, you know, platforms and all that stuff. So our businesses must begin to find their roots into these things. How we live, how we love, how we learn, how we learn, how we play, and how we walk. Let it again. 
I will live, learn, love, play, and I will walk. I will live, learn, love, play, and I will walk. Hallelujah. So these are culture shapers. Let's think about businesses. Let's think about Google. You know, closing the gap between how we communicate, how we live. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. How we love. You know, today, there are platforms of learning, educational platforms that are actually thriving. So the business of the future, the evangelism of the future must find their ways through our products and tools in these five culture shipping areas. How we love. So you're asking yourself, this business you want to start, how does it tie into these five things? Because these are the things that networks people together. How we live, love, learn, work, and how we play. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because this is where the minds of people are. And I like to say that, why do you think God would be interested in football and sports? <laughs> <laughs> See, the Bible says, Who is man that thou art mindful of him? Who is man that thou art mindful of? Or the son of man that thou visitest? God must be interested in his sport because the heart of his sons are dear. Are you mature tonight? He must be interested. He must be interested. <laughs> because the heart of his sons are there. He must be interested in real estate. Because his heart of his sons are everything that brings men together that holds the heart of men. God is interested in it, though. Hallelujah. God is interested in it. God is interested in it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So whether you're in business, you're in entertainment, you're in career, you're in ministry, these five culture shaping tools must be at our front burner. How am I changing how we live, how we love, how we learn, you know, how we walk? Hallelujah. Amen, amen, and how we play. Amen and amen. I'd like us to see some scriptures, promises tonight, you know, just to cap up the things we have heard and learned you know, over the weeks, you know, as we get out, you know, of this series, just trust the Lord for manifestations, increase in our realms, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Father. So we've learned about practices, we've learned about principles, but it's very critical that we hold on to the promises of God's word, you know, in the fulfillment of the prophecies. The Bible says, according to the word spoken ahead of you, wage a good warfare. Don't leave your finance just to chance. You wage a good warfare with God's word. Hallelujah. Wage a good warfare, you know, with God's word. I'd like to start by reading Psalms 37 verse 23 tonight. Psalms 37 and verse 23. The Bible says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Please let the Lord lead you in steps. He didn't say the jumps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Even the Bible says in Psalms 119, it says, The word of the Lord is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. Why God's word shows us, us where it's taking us to? We still need to take God's word daily. These are just instructions. The word of the Lord is a light unto our path. It shows us where we are going to. But we need his word daily as a lamp for our feet for the next steps. Are we together with me church tonight? So we need God's word and God's promises to keep leading us through to the prophetic, prophetic destination he has spoken about us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says you shall delight in the Lord your God and he shall grant the desires of your heart. Glory to God. I just want to read some prophecies to us tonight, you know, as we go on, you know, and I'll close out tonight. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 3. Isaiah 45 verse 3. Just talking about some promises, you know, from God's word. Isaiah 45 verse 3. Isaiah 45 verse 3. You could help me NLT Amplified Classic, you know, for the scriptures. Isaiah 45 and verse 3. The Bible says, says, I would give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches 
I will do this so you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. First Corinthians 2, 9 says, Eyes have not seen. Hallelujah. Church, are you hearing me tonight? This is the dimension and the realm God has brought, brought, brought us into. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. It means the book that in the library have been seen by human eyes. Hallelujah. The things that have been done has been heard already. But this dimension is the dimension of eyes have not seen. God will have just gathered us for three months, equipping us with kingdom resources, kingdom finance, you know, knowledge and, 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 and scriptures, just to just leave us. He's brought us to a place of responsibility. Now to a place where he can entrust sectors and industries to us. Are you mature tonight? Are you ready? Hallelujah. Amen. And he said, this is what the scripture means when they say, no eye has seen it, no hair has heard it, no mind has imagined it. These things will not be by the will of men. Hallelujah. But shall be by the workings of the Spirit of God. We begin to achieve results by the workings of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Sponsored by the Spirit. Held by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit begins to close the gap between our current realities and our actual potentials. Are you with me, church? Highs have not seen. That's the dimension. We're going to pray ourselves into these things. We're going to press ourselves into these things. Highs have not seen. Yes, I've not heard. Why God? Why will God hide hidden things in dark places? He's not hiding it from us. He has hidden it for us. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. He has not hidden these things from us. He has hidden it from the unbelievers. Hidden it for us. Hallelujah. The devil we all, I mean, this is a major word coming in my heart tonight. As a result of these dealings in our life, the devil begins to say, had I known? <laughs> no, that's what he talked about Jesus. Had we known, we wouldn't have crucified the love of glory. Within the things that seems to be working out. Whilst the devil is playing his trick, the Lord is achieving his purposes in our lives. Are you me tonight? While he's seemingly like he's killing us, holding us, stopping us, God is achieving his purposes in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. And the devil will say and testify about our lives. Who are these people that the Lord has helped? Hallelujah. Church, are you ready? Are you ready? Amen and amen. Amen and amen. So there are hidden riches. Hidden riches in dark places. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Isaiah 48 verse 19. Just emphasizing the scripture again. Pastor has read this over and over again to us. Isaiah 48 verse 19. Just reading out, you know, promises from God's word to us. Isaiah 48 verse 19. Bible says your descendants will have been like the sand along the seashore. Too many to count. There would there would have been no need for your destruction or for cutting from. This is not the scripture I want. See verse 17. says you hear a word behind you saying this is the way to go. Alright verse 17. Hallelujah. 48 17. This is what the Lord says. Your redeemer. The holy one of Israel. I am the Lord your God. Who teaches you what is good for you and leads you along the path you should follow. Hallelujah. Next scripture, Psalms 84 verse 11. The Bible says the Lord is a son and shield. He will give grace and glory. I want us to take this word out of Zion tonight. No good thing will it withhold. Hallelujah. No good opportunity will it withhold from you because we are the righteousness of God. The Bible says no good thing will it withhold from they who walk uprightly. We are the upright of the Lord, the righteous of the Lord. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So are you getting me tonight? No good thing will it withhold from you. And that's God's promise for you. I want you to take this promise and war and wage a good warfare with the prophecies and prophetic word that has gone ahead of us. Hallelujah. No good thing will it withhold from you. No good thing will it withhold from your business. No good thing will it withhold from your enterprise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There is a rich supply and an abundant provision. 
Amen and amen. Thank you, Father. Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Psalms chapter 1 and verse 1 to 3. Psalms 1, 1 to 3 tonight. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We're rising up in strength, rising up in grace, rising up in influence, rising up in relevance. Don't be afraid to take up that scepter as the Holy Spirit impresses on your heart. Start something about it. The aim is we are shining our light and shining it bright for Jesus. We are not, we are unapologetic anymore. Amen and amen. Shining our light and shining bright and bright. And I pray by the word of the Lord tonight, we are going stronger and stronger. Stronger and stronger. Swifter and swifter. Brighter and brighter. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Psalms 1, 1 to 3, the Bible says, Blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the part of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2, quickly. Verse 2. Verse 2. What is the light? It's in the law of the Lord, and it's the Lord doesn't meditate day and night. Hallelujah. Verse 3. Verse 3. He shall be like a tree. Would you say to yourself, I am like a tree? I am like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water. I am bringing forth my fruits in due season. This word says to us in every season, lack, much supply, we are bearing our fruits. Do you believe God's words concerning you? The Bible says in 1 Peter 3.22, it said Jesus has the final say over everything and everyone. Ah, in respect of the circumstance situation, Jesus has the final say over you. Hallelujah. I love the word that Pastor, uh, Pastor Aya said one time, you know, I think, was it um, in March or there about earlier? He said, things speak. <laughs> things speak. You know, you are going out in the morning. You know, the bus driver is speaking. Hallelujah. You know, Foel is speaking. You need to begin to speak to things as well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Under God, every believer has the opportunity to determine his or her outcome. David woke up that morning. He said, I shall not die but live. Trust me, David was not just yawning. It was a reality through the value of the shadow of death. Are you me tonight? Under God, every believer, you have the opportunity to determine your outcome. Irrespective of what the devil is bringing up at you. David took that position, I shall not die but live. And God will honor your words. God will honor your words. This business will not die but live. Hallelujah. This business will not die but live. David came out and said, I shall not die but live. That was the confession of a son that understood his position in God. Hallelujah. We are not going to leave the things to the devil. The devil is not going to take hold of our business and enterprise. It will not die but live. That's the final word of the Lord. He has the final word over everything and everyone. And if I were you, I'm not you, you are you. Take side with what God has said concerning you. Take side with God, what God has said concerning you. Take side with what God has said concerning you. It might not look like it now, but it is becoming it. It is becoming it. Hallelujah. We are not moved by the things we see. We are moved by the things we say. Out of revelation from God's word. Hallelujah. That's what we are becoming. I'm becoming what God has said concerning me. Hallelujah. I shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I am bringing forth my fruit in its season. Ah, whose leaf shall not wither nor die. And this is a major word. Whatsoever I do prospers. Will you declare that word over yourself? Everything I do prospers. Psalms 128 verse 1 to the end. Psalms 128 verse 1 to the end. Psalms 128. Ah, blessed, blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. Verse 2. Hallelujah. Let's have it in Amplified Classic. Amplified Classic. These are promises from God's word that I want us to take a hold of. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is everyone who fears, reverse, and worships the Lord, who works in his ways and live according to his commandment. Verse 2. Verse 2. For you shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. Hallelujah. <laughs> happy, 
blessed, fortunate, enviable shall you be, and it shall be well with you. Let's see verse 3. I like it. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the innermost part of your house. It means there will be no divorce. Hallelujah. Your wife shall stay side by side with you. Let's start reading some other version. The pastor translation. I don't know if pastor is, um, the, I mean, um, Psalms, the pastor translation. Amen and amen. He said, your wife will bless your heart. <laughs> so these are words you speak as a blessed man. My wife will sit by me. Your wife will bless your heart and home. Your children will bring you joy as they gather around your table. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the words of the blessed man. You determine the, 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 the table you want to have. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you want to have five or six, you determine that. Say so your children will bring you joy around your table. Your children will sit around your table. They will not be prodigal sons. They are blessed children. This is the blessing of the Lord and the promise of the Lord for we that are upright before him. Hallelujah. Your wife shall be like a fruitful grapevine, flourishing. Hallelujah. Do you see that tonight? Flourishing within your home. Your children will be like vigorous young olive trees as they sit around your table. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. No more losses. No more losses. Abundance. Increase. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 11, amplified, amplified version. Isaiah 60, 11. Thank you, Father. Isaiah 60, 11. It's a dimension of increase. Isaiah 60, 11. Your Jerusalem gate will always be open. 24 hours business. That's what this scripture is talking about. You are sleeping, money is coming in. Money is coming in. Your business is bringing in money for, me, for you. Your ideas are bringing in money for you. God has been able to help you set systems in place so that whilst you are sleeping, the U.S. are awake. They are throwing money into your bands. Hallelujah. Your Jerusalem gate will always be open, open house day and night. Hallelujah. So as we get out from this place, God will begin to bring us ideas, you know, insight and concepts that will transcend just the time of our productivity. Hallelujah. Open house day and night, receiving deliveries. Can you see it now? Of wealth from all nations. And they are kings. <laughs> The delivery boys. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Are you excited, church, tonight? Thank you, Lord. This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenge.org for more. 